When you get your participating Pepsi and Lays at Circle K, and you get the chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, you feel like this. Score! And if you're not already rushing to Circle K, maybe Pepsi and Lays player Lionel Messi can get you going. Bono. Get the Taste of Champions brought to you by Pepsi and Lays for a chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul. Only at Circle K. 21 and older, no purchase necessary. Subject to official rules. Visit cktasteofchampions.com for details. Well, if you were to see my desk, you would be like, man, what a mess. It's Sunday, March 12th, 2023, a day after my birthday. Folks, you would not believe the friction in my mind that I've been getting for the past few weeks. Past three weeks, I have been working on this one episode queuing things up, editing things, and all kinds of stuff. And I could not get myself to finally push the button and let her rip and say, just say, let's go. Because every time I was about to, something else would come up. So it's one of those shows, and I've got a little announcement for you at the end of it. But I want to read for you a couple of scriptures and mention... uh Three things in the news from the past few days and then get into today's show. First, the word because signs and miracles followed the preaching of the word as it says in the New Testament. In Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 it says, For it is you who blesses the righteous man, O Lord. You surround him with favor as with a shield. And that's Psalm 512. Why do I bring that up? It's because... As followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we wonder, what is this favor? The kind of favor that I'm not seeking, but you know you have it for me. You have the favor for me, which I need. So we don't always get what we want, but you do get what you need from the Lord. And and bless God, with everything that's going on in the world, as a follower of Jesus, you know that you are living and walking in favor it's not a weird thing. It's not strange. It's 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 literally from the Lord. Everything that's going on around you, it doesn't matter because as followers of Jesus, he guides and directs us. The word says that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered of God. So folks, don't sweat it. Don't worry about the things going on. Be active in your community. Try to change things things or, or or to to be active in in your your surrounding environments in any good way that you can uh be in the world but not of the world but in the united states we do have the blessing to be a part so i don't want to get too deep into all that stuff but i just want to say that as a follower of jesus jesus has your back and finally 
in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29, it says, Therefore, whosoever hear these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house it. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. Jesus continues, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And here's where we get into the authority of Jesus. He says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Why does it say not as the scribes? Why bring them into it? Well, by definition, a scribe is somebody who writes. But in that time and in that world, scribes were very, very prestigious. They were doctors, lawyers. They worked with the doctors and the lawyers. They copied documents and they became extremely educated people. But they had the knowledge in their head. And as Christians, what seems to be like claws scratching on a chalkboard is associating and dealing with people in the church who want salvation without conviction. You can't do it. You just cannot do it. When you accept Jesus into your heart, you have to ask forgiveness for your sins. You can't just flippantly say, hey, I was just doing what a guy does. I was just doing what people do. Now I love Jesus and we're just going to move on from there. I've got nothing to repent from. I was just doing what a person does. No, it's not like that. You have to face your wrongs of your present and your past with the Lord. And as you do that, something in you will change. You will have the salvation with the experience, not just salvation with head knowledge as the scribes. The scribes, they're not the lawyers, they're not the doctors, but they transcribe the words of these lawyers, doctors, politicians, they transcribe everything into writing. So they gain all of this knowledge firsthand from the people who they are dictating from. They're doing, they call it, it's called dictation. Somebody is saying things, and as they're saying it, you're writing it down, you're dictating. So that's all a scribe is, is somebody who who transcribes things, but they also become knowledgeable about what they transcribe. So that's an awesome thing. While we are living a saved life of salvation with all of our convictions, not condemnation, conviction and condemnation are two different things. The Bible says there's no condemnation. But when you approach the Lord, there are things that you your heart is convicted of and that's because of the Holy Spirit he's reminding you of things that you have to deal with it's like when you have bill collectors calling you don't just ignore the phone you you answer it and you talk to the people 
And from experience, I've gone through times of heavy debt, living paycheck to paycheck, and skipping bills to pay one, and then paying one that I skipped and skipping the one that I, the last one that I paid, playing hopscotch with paying bills. But I can guarantee you that none of my creditors have ever called me more than five times after explaining to them all five times what's going on in my financial life with the goal of trying to come up with the solution for eventual payment. And I had a solution and I did eventually pay every one of my creditors. But you explain to them, they take notes, they call up for follow-up calls. When you answer the phone and you talk to these people, they're not going to keep on hounding you. You'll get probably five more calls after that, but it's because they want further information. Answer the call and talk to them. You cannot just leave these things untied. That's what it's like with the Lord. The Holy Spirit reminds you of things that you have to deal with, and you deal with them with the Lord. And He will help you deal with them. It's just a fact. It's just as much of a fact as when the apple falls off the tree, it's going to hit the ground. That's a fact. So... That was my intro. So the three things that I want to talk about is Tucker Carlson, last Monday, he revealed some lies of the January 6, 2020, they call it the insurrection thing, lies. Lies that all of the mainstream media and Democrat politicians were saying. One of them, which was that five police officers died at that J6 peaceful protest which turned out to be a melee but it turned out to be a big narrative and everything you're hearing on the news it's just not it's just not so it's just not true uh but one of them was five police no police officer died during that afterwards from various different health things or suicide some of those officers died but it was not at that event so that's just one mistruth. But whether it's a mistruth, if it's a deception, a lie is a lie. And and you got to wonder that when you have a country's whole mainstream media defending and justifying one single political party and going after another one relentlessly, you know something's wrong. You can't tell me that you don't know that something's wrong. And... It is akin to people who refuse to get saved, who refuse to ask Jesus into their heart, because the book of John is, it says they didn't come to Jesus, they didn't come to the Lord because they didn't want their evil deeds to be exposed. So that's what is going on. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and knocking. Anybody who answers will and opens the door, Jesus will come in and dine with them. There's so many scriptures that tells you how to have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it's not just a thing to save you from eternal damnation. It's to have a relationship. So the world the king, the world, and the kingdom of God are like two different things. God says his ways are not our ways and our ways are not his ways. So this lies. I want to play a short clip. And then from that... I want to go to another clip that explains how in our U.S. government, the vice president of the United States is the tiebreaker in the upper house.
when the senators vote. If, if they have a tie vote, the vice president gets to break the tie vote. So we are in a very, very delicate time right now, and it's just like during Donald Trump's presidency. We were in a very delicate time before that because the U.S. Supreme Court needed some fixing, and it got fixed just in time. A miracle. So pray for the United States that something fishy doesn't come up that requires a tie vote break from the vice president, which is Kamala Harris. Very interesting. And then after that, on a lighter note, it's a term. I'm always on the lookout for different kind of slogans, catchphrases, or terms, terminology that industry uses. And this is a fascinating one from the space industry. And then we're going to be getting into some music and a poem from my good friend Emily E. Fink, who I met at the International Singer-Songwriters Association Awards early last year, 2022, in which she won a bronze for a uh, video of the year. And she had a few other nominations for Best Song and things like that. And it's going to be her song uh, called Maybe, an award-winning song. You're going to love it. And she, she actually, for me, just for me, I asked her, hey, could you do a poet poetry reading? So she did. She did an audio file of an awesome poem, sent it to me along with the song. What, what a blessing. But this is Emily E. Fink, a real angel. Uh, Emily... E. Fink. Her last name, F-I-N-K-E. Look her up on on YouTube. You'll see her videos, her songs, and go ahead and support her, Indie Music. I'm a big supporter of Indie Music. Followed, following Emily E. Fink will be my good friend who I also met, award-winning songwriter. Uh, he got a bronze also last year for, for uh, one of his songs, Hero's Dream. Uh, Jesse McAllister is a is a songwriter, so him and Ricky Davis co- collaborated with some lyrics, and Ricky did the instrumentals and, and the uh, vocals on it, and it won. It won a bronze. Awesome. That followed by Tracy Bickford, another friend of mine I met personally. She gave me her CD, and oh, real nice lady from Florida. Support her also. Multi-award-winning uh, multiple nominees in all these different uh, awards platforms including the International Singer Songwriters Association so I've got some music from from her Ricky Davis and Emily Fink with a bonus poet poetry reading from Emily Fink on this show the Michael uh, well I used to call it the Michael Tobin show but I change it to the Lookout Guy. So I'm Michael Tobin, your Lookout Guy on the Lookout Guy podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. And in conclusion, what is revival? I promised you a couple of weeks ago that that I was going to speak a little bit about revival because of the uh, that university revival in Kansas a few weeks ago. It lasted. it was going strong for like three and a half, four weeks. It's still going on, and it caught on to other colleges across the United States. And it's a precursor to 
something huge that is about to happen. But Malcolm Thompson, who is a, a brother in the Lord, I fellowship with him and others from the United Kingdom and all over the world on Sundays. And he gave an awesome uh, lecture on the Queen Elizabeth when she was still alive this past June of 2022, uh, shortly before she passed away. He, he related the reign of Queen Elizabeth, the nation of England and around the world and the United States. Uh, he, he tied it all together about revival and how it affects the world. But it's awesome. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to play that again for you. So that is my uh, thing about revival. Uh, I'm going to revisit a short uh, lecture from Malcolm Thompson on the Queen Defender and Revival. So that's it for my intro on today's show uh, on The Lookout Guy. And let's get this news out of the way. I, I promise you it's not a downer. I made it interesting. Here is... Tucker Carlson with his opening monologue from a few days ago about how the media and the Democrat Party are boldly lying. In fact, this week, the White House trotted out both the press secretary and Joe Biden's attorney general, the attorney general of the United States, to claim not just that Brian Sicknick was actually murdered by Republicans at the Capitol, but that other officers were murdered, too. It's, it's almost beyond belief. Watch this. The right range of bipartisan lawmakers, you heard them all yesterday, you guys reported on it, who have condemned uh, this false de depiction of the unprecedented violent attack on, con on our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police, police uh, officers their lives. It was a violent attack on a fundamental tenet of American democracy, that power is peacefully transferred from one administration to another. Uh, um, over a hundred officers were assaulted on that day. Five officers died. Five officers died on that day. Now, that's just not some guy on Twitter. That's the Attorney General of the United States. That's a man whose honesty is central to his job. If he had a choice between IQ and integrity in an Attorney General, of course you would go with integrity because it's essential. But Joe Biden's Attorney General, Merrick Garland, is a liar. He just lied about something that is provably false. Who are these five officers who were, quote, killed that day? Notice he didn't tell you. No one ever tells you. No one ever shows you their autopsies. They don't want any detail. They just want the slogan. Now, they're counting Brian Sicknick. That's a lie. And before that, as I break in, the first person that you heard, the lady that was saying that officers died she is the white house's new press secretary so you got her so far and this this uh, other attorney general and there's more but who are the other four well those are four officers who killed themselves after january 6th in some cases long after january 6th but their suicides we know for a fact were the result of the republican mob at the capitol it's just it's just false and it's not some esoteric fact. That fact is available to anyone who has internet access. No police officers died that day on January 6th. None. Not one. Some were assaulted. That is true. And their assaults are indefensible. 
So how many were assaulted? Well, Garland said over 100. The Government Accountability Office says the number is 114, and we're just going to roll with that. We don't know if it's true, but we'll take it at face value. And that is bad. We are opposed to assaulting police officers in any context. We said that on January 6, 2020. And we'll say it again. We're against that. But is January 6 the worst assault on the U.S. government since the Civil War? That's insane. It's not even close. How about March of 1954, when Puerto Rican separatists shot five congressmen in the Capitol building? Five members of Congress shot in the building. It's all bad, but the worst since the Civil War. You're just a flat-out liar if you're saying that. Wow, did you know that? More recently, this is an event we all remember, Antifa descended on Washington, D.C. to force the sitting president from office. But it was Trump, so that's cool. And while they were there, they set a historic Christian church on fire. St. John's in Lafayette Square. Do you remember that? You should, because it happened Labor Day weekend less than three years ago. And when it happened, the left-wing mayor of Washington, D.C., refused to allow her police department, the MPD, to assist Secret Service agents while they were under siege and getting beaten. No, she made her cops stand back and watch it happen. And they were very upset about it at the time. You may have forgotten that. All right, now you know, <laughs> big, big, because I, folks, I, I've spent uh, five years as a radio DJ, production manager, news director at a Christian radio station, and one of the things that we were learning is how the they called it yellow journalism back then, but now it's it's called the swamp and fake news and all kinds of uh, descriptives. But I hope you appreciate that. You'll probably want to go back to that again um, for reference. So now, let's get to how is it that Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker now of both upper and lower House of Representatives after this. This is living. This is style. This is elegance by the mile. Oh, the posh, posh, traveling life, the traveling life for me. First cabin and captain's table, regal company. Whenever I'm bored, I travel abroad, but ever so properly. Pour out, starboard home, posh with a capital P. O S H, posh. We're losing high! We're losing the hands that hold the scepters, every head that owns a crown. They'll always give their all for me, they'll never let me down. I'm on my way to far away, Tatar and Toodaloo. And fare thee well, and bon voyage, arrivi dirty too. Posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me. First a cabin, a captain's table, regal company. Pardon the dust of the upper crust. Fetch us a cup of tea. Pour out, starboard out, posh with a camera O-S-H, posh. 
In every foreign strand I land the royal trumpets to me. The royal welcome mat is out, they 21 guns salute me. But monarchies are constantly commanding me to call. Last month I missed a mufti. Well, you can't oblige them all. Oh, the posh, posh, trembling life, the trembling life for me. Hoppity topty di 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 we are still losing hide. There must be something else we can throw out there. Nothing else we can throw out. Nothing else we can. You just dropped someone. The posh, posh, travelling life, the travelling life for me. First cabin and captain's table, regal company. When I'm at the helm, the world's my realm, and I do it stylishly. Pour out, starboard home, posh, with the cabin of me. What do we do now? Stop swimming! I don't swim! Then stop drowning! O-S-H-P-O-S-H. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is in the hospital after suffering a fall. A spokesperson says McConnell tripped during a private dinner at a D.C. hotel, but there's no word yet on the extent of his injuries. McConnell, who's 81 years old, also fell in 2019 and fractured his shoulder. If he's not able to return to work right away, he'd be the third senator out right now with health issues. 89-year-old California Democrat Dianne Feinstein is home recovering from shingles after being hospitalized last week. And Pennsylvania Democrat John Fetterman is out indefinitely as he undergoes treatment for depression. Those absences would bring the current makeup of the Senate to 49 Democrats and 49 Republicans. Vice President Kamala Harris would cast any tie-breaking votes. When you get your participating Pepsi and Lays at Circle K, and you get the chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, you feel like this. Score! And if you're not already rushing to Circle K, maybe Pepsi and Lays player Lionel Messi can get you going. Bologna. Get the Taste of Champions brought to you by Pepsi and Lays for a chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul. Only at Circle K. 21 and older, no purchase necessary. Subject to official rules. Visit cktasteofchampions.com for details. When you get your participating Pepsi and Lays at Circle K, and you get the chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, you feel like this. Get the Taste of Champions, brought to you by Pepsi and Lays, only at Circle K. 21 and older, no purchase necessary, subject to official rules. Visit cktasteofchampions.com for details. All right, that was uh, how that happened. Interesting, very interesting times. Vice President is the tiebreaker for, uh, for an upper house. Very amazing thing. Now... Let's get to uh, some space industry. I've been fascinated with the uh, space launches lately because I just moved up to uh, a few counties north of San Diego County. And I get to uh, watch the space launches from the Vandenberg Space Force Base uh, when they happen. So that's pretty neat. So I've been reading up on space. But I went to the career section of uh, the company that created the rocket that was supposed to launch a couple days ago but it was scrubbed and it's supposed to be being launched again anytime now 
but it's the first rocket that at least I believe at least 65% of it was uh, 3D created instead of the other way around there's a lot of little parts that are 3D and uh, most of the rockets being launched are at least 80% uh, you know factory built not 3D and a small percentage is uh, 3D parts well this is the other way around it's majority 3D a 3D rocket so that's pretty amazing but I went to their career website and I watched a little video and I was amazed at this uh, catchphrase that they have about uh, the, sp the space economy so I'll just go ahead and play that and then get right into uh, my awesome indie friend artists Emily E. Fink Ricky Davis and Tracy Bickford Using our minds, hands, voice to build a multi-planetary future for everyone. A multi-planetary future for everyone. Isn't that interesting? And I don't think many people realize it, but that first voice was actually Kamala Harris's voice. Why Kamala Harris's voice? Well, another thing, tidbit, is... The vice president of the United States is always in charge of NASA. So whoever created this video, they actually used a clip of the head of NASA, which is always the vice president of the United States. But let me, let me play that again. Using our minds, hands, voice. To build a multi-planetary future for everyone. All right, so that's that. I just wanted to show... I'm not going to really run with that, but I just wanted to bring that. Very interesting. Always on the lookout for things people say, and it's like, what do they mean by that? Anyways, interesting. Now let's get into some poetry from Emily E. Fink. Go to her YouTube page. Start right there. She's got a website and everything, but Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, E, as in Elizabeth, and Fink, F-I-N-K-E. Check her out, as well as Ricky Davis with the song Stronger Soul. One of his songs that are submitted for this year's International Singer-Songwriters Association Awards. And it is from his uh, album, Out of the Basement. And his new album, Out of the Basement, has is, is also been submitted for awards this year. So, uh Keep an eye out for Ricky Ricky Davis and so many others that are part of the Lookout Guy show. Support them and vote for them and everything. Voting is coming up pretty soon. And Tracy Bickford with Imran Ahmed, another collaboration guitarist, uh, master guitarist, Imran Ahmed from Pakistan, collaboration with Tracy Bickford in Florida with their new song, Deja Vu. And that followed by Malcolm Thompson on Revival. Here and there and everywhere, the world goes rushing by. But deep inside my little mind, I often wonder why. Why do people run so fast, not knowing where they go? Can it be they see something that I will never know? Here and there and everywhere, the world keeps moving on. But deep inside my little mind, I feel myself withdrawn. Why must we keep racing towards some forgotten dream? Not only daring time itself, but every lovely thing. 
Here and there and everywhere the world keeps spinning round, but deep inside my little mind I wish to slow it down. When you get your participating Pepsi and Lades at Circle K, and you get the chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, you feel like this. Get the Taste of Champions, brought to you by Pepsi and Lades, only at Circle K. 21 and older, no purchase necessary. Subject to official rules. Visit cktasteofchampions.com for details. 
this world on a January day. Mama couldn't keep her, gave her away. Tracy Bigford, singer-songwriter. I'm usually into writing country songs, country pop. When you get your participating Pepsi and Lays at Circle K, and you get the chance to win tickets to the 2023 UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, you feel like this. Get the Taste of Champions, brought to you by Pepsi and Lays, only at Circle K. 21 and older, no purchase necessary. Subject to official rules. Visit cktasteofchampions.com for details. At Frontier, our fast internet just got faster. With the first and only network-wide Fiber 5 gig service, the power and speed of Frontier Fiber Internet is here. Get blazing fast speeds with Frontier's 5 gig internet, with uploads up to 125 times faster than cable. Introducing internet that works the way it should. Uncable yourself. Get Fiber Internet. Based on Fiber 5 gig network deployment for major providers, go to Frontier.com for availability and offers. Little country rock. 
Um, but I was looking for a different angle. I wanted to go uh, a different way. I was looking for a challenge. And so I found Imran Ahmed. I've asked him to put together a melody for me of rock and roll so I could write lyrics to it. And he gladly uh, did that for me. Um, and that's how Deja Vu was born. He sent the melody to me. I took it to the uh, my producer and we laid the vocal tracks down. And it was a... Uh, masterpiece to me. I, I love a challenge, and I'm, I'm glad I found him around Ahmed. He's a great guitar player, and uh, I just think that it's amazing that we can work well together like that. We've got two releases out so far. Again, I'm Tracy Bigford, singer-songwriter, and I hope you have a fantastic day. <laughs> of 
a missionary ministry in Virginia that I spent five years in from June of 89 to uh, November of 93. He said revival is when you are all out of energy, but you somehow get enough energy to keep going regardless of all situations and circumstances in your life. We can carry on. And that speaks volumes, folks, because when you have been saved, sanctified, delivered by Jesus, and born again, and spirit-filled, there's really no way of quitting. A lot of people drop out. All of a sudden, they become atheists, but were they saved in the beginning? What was their motivations? Well, I have led an extremely difficult life, folks. The things that I have gone through, and and everybody has their own story. I haven't written it down and become an expert in explaining my story or, quote, uh, what is your testimony, right? But by all accounts, I should have given up a lot of times, and I wished I could. Before I even began to try, I just couldn't. So that is revival. That is as much revival that I can see that is actually possible as remaining in the Lord. Be rooted and grounded in the Lord and remain in the Lord. And the Bible talks about crucifying your flesh daily. Man, what a life. We can all think about so many fun things to be involved with or other things to be doing with our time. But when it comes down to it, when there is something that is embedded in you, in your heart, in your spirit, you you just can't go away if it's the Holy Spirit and if it's Jesus. You you cannot get rid of it. It I assert that it is impossible. (laughs) And so does the Bible. But anyways, this is a very fascinating thing about the Queen of the United Kingdom and modern day revival with Malcolm Thompson. I would like to share a little regarding the Queen's Platinum Jubilee this afternoon, and they agreed. Uh, Two reasons. One, just in deference or recognition of this amazing achievement of Queen Elizabeth II. But perhaps equally, if not more importantly, what is the spiritual significance? Is God saying anything? And if he is, what is God saying about this particular event and subsequently, perhaps subsequently is is a key thing. Uh, Was it yesterday that it was announced that she is now the second longest reigning monarch in history? I believe she just exceeded, if that's the right word, or achieved the day more than, was it the king of Thailand? Uh, But I think that was announced just yesterday. But she started her reign in 1952, as you can see, and here we are in, what is it, June, the beginning of June 2022. Uh, Take you back to 1952. Princess Elizabeth, as she was then, had gone on tour to what was then called Kenya. She had gone on this tour to Kenya because her father, King George VI, was seriously ill. Uh, she'd gone to stay in the Arusha Safari Park, and it was announced actually on the radio that very sadly, while Queen Liz-
Elizabeth was there with her husband, Prince Philip, and he was called Prince Philip at that time. Uh, Very sadly, her father had died, King George VI. So she made preparations to return to the UK. Uh, 25 years old, so a very young monarch, a very young uh, princess. She's now 96, so she's reigned so many years, so many years. And this is key, really. Uh, She has a strong, and I quote, personal foundational faith in Jesus Christ. It's not just lip service. It's not just hearsay. But from those who know her, and we will look at this in a little bit more depth in a moment, that her faith in Jesus Christ really has been her foundation, her cornerstone, and really, I, I think, uh, is, is important for the nation. Even those who don't claim to have any faith, I believe that's important for the, if you want to set the tone, the ethos, or the direction of the nation. But we'll come on to that a little bit more in a moment. Uh, at her coronation, in fact, this is not quite true. This is not quite true. Uh, she didn't have to make this proclamation at her coronation. She made it on ascending to the throne. So when she stepped down from the steps of that plane returning from Kenya and welcomed as Queen Elizabeth I, there was then a a meeting with that council and she had to say, and you can see there, I, Elizabeth, do solemnly and sincerely in the presence of God Again, you see this profession of faith. Uh, She does say a faithful Protestant. We won't go down that track. That's more historical. But she had to also say that. And that she will uphold and maintain the said enactments to the best of my powers according to law. So she not only was received as queen, but she had to make that declaration. In fact, she had to declare who she was and made a declaration that before Almighty God, she would be a faithful, uh, we would say Christian, faithful Protestant. This was read out at her coronation regarding the Bible, and I quote, this book, the most valuable this world affords, here is wisdom, this is the royal law, these are the lively oracles of God. So we can see that her uh, ascending to the throne and her coronation, it was so not just mentioned, not just dependent, but it was the foundation of being uh, God and faith in Jesus Christ and the Bible being so significant. And you take a coin, I've got a 10p coin here, no, no jokes about just being 10p. But if you see on that 10p coin, it will have the letters, first of all, D-E-I-G-R-A-R-E-G, day Russia Regina. It says on all the, the British coins that she, by the grace of God, is queen. And perhaps more importantly, it then goes on the letters FD, Fide Defensor, Defender of the Faith. So that is built into our constitution and it's built into her declaration. She is the defender of the faith. Now we'll come to that in a moment. Sufficient to say that uh, Elizabeth, our monarch, 
is the supreme governor of the Church of England. We have this uh, historical aspect of uh, church and state that in, in Britain, for example, the Archbishop of Canterbury, his appointment has to be uh, approved by the Queen, and the bishops actually sit in our upper house. Now, in America, we've got some American cousins here, and we'll come to that again shortly, uh, they have a clear separation between church and state, and most countries do. Malawi, uh, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's our friends from Kenya, uh, Pakistan, etc. Normally, there is a clear separation between church and state, but that is not so in the United Kingdom. And she is considered to be defender of the faith. Now, I must confess in my ignorance, I didn't know what that what the faith was. She, she's defending this faith, but what it actually is the faith. I will also say that this was first granted, and again, this is rather amusing. This title was first granted by the Pope to Henry VIII of all monarchs because he de defended both the recognition and the institution of marriage and he also recognised the Pope being head of the Catholic Church. Well, it's rather amusing in a sense, isn't it? because a few years later, he wished to, to divorce Catherine of Aragon, and he fell out with the Pope and was actually excommunicated. However, he still was recognised by what was then established, the English Parliament reaffirmed that title, Defender of the Anglican Faith. Now, that Anglican faith uh, stretches to the United States. We'll talk about that shortly, the, the Episcopalian uh, Church in the United States. And it also uh, stretches to the worldwide Anglican uh, community, which comprises something like 90 to 95 million people. So we're not just talking about the United Kingdom. We're not just talking about Britain. We're talking about a, a global influence and a global, if you wish, declaration of faith. Incidentally, and perhaps we won't go down this route, Prince Charles, and he's been in the news again, he's got himself into hot water again, hasn't he? He said he, he favours the title Defender of Faiths. But I wondered about that. I don't know about yourself. Uh, yes, I think we would all agree that everyone should have the uh, freedom to follow their own faith whatever that might be, providing it doesn't uh, impinge on the safety, security and health of others. But at the moment, it's defender of the faith. So what is the faith? Well, it's contained in the 39 articles of the prayer book. Now listen, brothers and sisters, I'm not going to switch you off. There's no way I'm going to go through all 39 articles. I'm sure you're going, yippee. Thank you, Malcolm. Just looking at perhaps the first three or four. Uh, first of all, faith in the Holy Trinity. And at our church this morning, because it's Trinity Sunday, we had a little word passed on about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It goes on to establish the person of Jesus Christ. Very, is it Charles Wesley said? Very God, very man. Crucified, died, buried for our sin, went down into hell, now, that's a difficult aspect. Perhaps we can get some, or maybe Simon might like to explore that for us 
on another Sunday. What does that actually mean? But then rose again. I think the point I'm making here is that Queen Elizabeth II, according to her declaration, our constitution, even what is on our coins, is defending what most of us would agree with. As you get into the articles, I just go one more. That's important, isn't it? Number six, sufficiency of Holy Scriptures for salvation. Just to sum up, really, she's defending that faith that most of us could agree with, most of us could support, and most of us would want to see there. There is a few little wrinkles as you get into the articles, because it was written at the time when there were very strong Calvinists, and you might sort of um and ah a little bit. But nevertheless, those 39 articles, what Queen Elizabeth II has declared, that affects, as I said, in the United States of America, who are in the Anglican Communion, those many in, in Af- Africa and uh, in uh, the Pacific, she's defending that faith, and that faith is what is both contained in the uh, Nicene Creed, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and certainly what most of us would agree with uh, in terms of our own faith or perhaps a personal statement in your church. So... There's just just a, a little bit of a summary there. Anglican Fellowship, uh, 85 million people in 150 countries. Uh, I've, I've already said the Episcopalian Church in the U.S. I was quite surprised about this. Tim, uh, Michael, except 7,000 congregations in the United States uh, with 2 million members or thereabouts. And that is the faith that Currently, Queen Elizabeth II has stated that she will defend. At Frontier, our fast internet just got faster. With the first and only network-wide Fiber 5 gig service, the power and speed of Frontier Fiber internet is here. Get blazing fast speeds with Frontier's 5 gig internet, with uploads up to 125 times faster than cable. Introducing internet that works the way it should. Uncable yourself. Get Fiber internet. Based on Fiber 5 gig network deployment for major providers, go to Frontier.com for availability and offers. At Frontier, our fast internet just got faster. With the first and only network-wide Fiber 5 gig service, the power and speed of Frontier Fiber internet is here. Get blazing fast speeds with Frontier's 5 gig internet, with uploads up to 125 times faster than cable. Introducing internet that works the way it should. Uncable yourself. Get Fiber internet. Based on Fiber 5 gig network deployment for major providers, go to Frontier.com for availability and offers. So, that's sort of the first little part of, of this uh, little presentation this afternoon. So I said, Lord, where do you want me to go now? What is the way forward? Perhaps just to read uh, from one of the London evening papers. I won't read all the article aspects that I'd uh, Sufficient to say, I quote, this is from the Evening Standard of when the Queen was 90. And it says there, in a period of religious and spiritual upheaval, and I believe that's where we are now, we need a monarch who has a profound moral core, whose sincere belief in the precepts 
of how the life and words of Jesus Christ can benefit society and how it underpins their entire outlook on life. Elizabeth II is the finest defender of the faith we could hope for, whose quiet but complete acceptance of her Saviour's way, truth and life literally defines her. We're coming towards the end of Queen Elizabeth's reign. We don't know how soon that will be. We would like to think that she will make 100, but we really don't know. There are many, certainly in the UK, are very concerned about what might be the spiritual uh, outcome of the end of her reign. They are sensing that there may be some turmoil or some concern as, as to what might actually happen. So I said, Lord, well, I'll give this little presentation. I hope that helps actually fill in the picture regarding the Queen. But where, where do you want me to go with the rest of this? Uh, what's the way forward this afternoon? Where do you want me to go with the, the remainder of this little presentation this afternoon? And I felt the Lord took me back to 1960. So we're going back 62 years. And took me to a place, Van Nuys in California. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Michael uh, knows where that is. It's a bit north of you, Michael. It's a suburb of Los Angeles. And there was a rector there who was, in 1960, a rector of an Episcopalian church. I've already said that the Episcopalian church was part of the Anglican fraternity, and it meant that he was under the auspices of a bishop. And God really met with this young man and baptized him in the Holy Spirit, filled him with the Holy Spirit, with speaking in tongues. He declared this to his congregation the following Sunday. It got a very adverse reaction. And Dennis Bennett, and that name might mean something to many of you, Dennis Bennett, who is this young rector, had to resign. He ended up, or he moved to, with his wife, uh, Rita Bennett, and they wrote a, an iconic book called Nine O'Clock in the Morning. And in fact, I think I'd like to read it again. Uh, we'll come to that point. Dennis Bennett moved north to Washington, uh, and there he was the rector for many years. God was working. This is 10 years into Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's reign. In the UK, a similar thing was happening to a young uh, curate uh, who was ministering in central London in a church just off Oxford Street. And he too uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, speaking in tongues, and he got a similar reaction from his senior minister. And he too had to leave his church. But this was the beginning of the what we now know as the charismatic movement, the charismatic renewal. And God was on the move. So when I said, Lord, what's the way forward? I believe he's saying we can learn from this. We then uh, had the emergence of what was known as the house churches. Prominent men started to come, uh, as it were, into the, the, the public, certainly the spiritual arena. You will know some of these names. Gerald Coates, he came out of the Brethren Church. Uh, Terry Vigo came out of the Anglican Church. 
uh, Colin Urquhart, interestingly, in Colin Urquhart's case, when the Spirit met with him, the Holy Spirit met with the whole congregation. It wasn't just one man who had to leave his church, but met with the whole congregation. This might surprise you. Also amongst the Catholic Church, if you want to know what was going on within the Catholic Church, and still is, uh, check out uh, Dr. Mary Healy. She's a historian and an expert. She now is uh, teaches in a seminary in Chicago. Uh, also within the Lutheran Church, Larry uh, Christensen. So, God was renewing and refreshing through what was might be called the established or the mainstream churches. So considering, where do we go after this reign or, or at this time? Well, I think we can learn. And I, I also thought it was, might be quite useful, Paul, uh, to perhaps over a couple of Sundays to look back at this renewal and refreshing and see what lessons can be learned. Because a little bit on the downside, and I want to keep this as very positive, uh, I don't think that the that charismatic movement and renewal had quite the impact, perhaps as was anticipated. Uh, but can we learn from something? Can we trust God that he's in control? Certainly. Can we trust God that he is on the move? Certainly. So where to after 2022? Well, Revival. How will that come? We don't know. And what what form will that be? We don't know. I sufficient to say I don't believe it will be the same. God, if you look, and I will end on this note because I'm conscious of the time. If you look back in history, going back to about 1700, so the beginning of the 18th century, and I hope Michael and Tim and Johnson and our other friend in Malawi that. That I've included you and you see that the impact is not just through the Anglican Fellowship but the impact is and will be uh, globally but just going back um, through history if you go back to the time of Jonathan Edwards not the, the triple jumper the preacher uh, in New England, Massachusetts there was great revival coming into uh, George Whitfield and the Wesleys in the 18th, mid-18th century, there was the New Awakening that our American cousins referred to. Uh, then if you come to the turn of in, into uh, the 19th century and you have Charles Finney in, in the U.S., you have missionaries going worldwide, uh, you have uh, the evangelical arm of the uh, Anglican Church uh, on the march, we have the formation of the Salvation Army, and then towards the end of that century, of course, the Pentecostal Azusa uh, Street revival and impact, and in the UK, Sunderland, etc. But if you look, approximately every 60 to 70 years, there is a, a, a new move, a new refreshing. And if you time the charismatic renewal from about uh, 1970, then we're about due for some, some, something marvellous from the Lord. Uh, I think I will shut up there. I've already said I think it might be good we could look over the next couple of uh, 
or not next couple, but some couple of Sundays and we'll see what lessons have been learned. But well, we can thank God for Queen Elizabeth II. She's been there for 70 years. She's been def- defending that faith, which we'd all agree with, and we can trust the Lord uh, for what's coming next. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Malcolm. Well, I'm sure each and every one of us found that very informative and a blessing. I know I I didn't know that about the 10p coin, and I, I will look at 10p coins a lot differently now. Not that we have many of them in our pockets these days because they're so devalued. But isn't isn't that amazing that God is on our 10p coin mentioned there by the grace of God she, she, our queen reigns and I, I think in America the dollar bill does it have in God we trust I believe it does yes Tim yes. thank you the coins and the bill the coins as well okay mm-hmm. so so that that is good isn't it because the, you know the love of money it can become a God but praise God that we have the Lord uh, actually on our money, reminding us who is the true Lord of Lords, King of Kings, the great God of heaven and earth. So Malcolm mentioned the beginning of the charismatic renewal, and it might be a good idea to have a look at that and uh, see what lessons that we can learn from it. And I think that's a great idea. Maybe towards the end of July we can do that. Malcolm mentioned a minister, an Anglican minister named Colin Urquhart. Um, He was in a church in Luton called St. Hugh's. And I was a very young boy, man there, teenager. I just joined a band in, in Dunstable that was uh, right next to Luton. And somebody says, oh, the, 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 there's uh, some wonderful things going on at St. Hugh's Church. And and we says, well, let's go. Let's go and see what's happening. And it was it was truly amazing the, the way the Holy Spirit was working in the whole congregation, not just in the minister. And it, and it did really sweep across the congregation, the power of the Holy Spirit. And people were singing in tongues and praising God. And you wouldn't have thought it was an Anglican church at all at the time. But but that was a powerful move of God, moving across uh, the whole world. And I, I think Malcolm is correct. There are times when God moves in a special way. And, and as we look back at the links in the chain that have been going on ever since Peter and John first walked up to the temple and the beggar said, or the, the, the lame man said, um, he looked at them for arms and they said, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have got, we will give you. And right from that point onwards, moving forward to where we are now, the Lord has been moving among us in a wonderful way. And of course there are mistakes that have been made. We're human beings, aren't we? And we're prone to make mistakes. So it would be good to, to have a look back and and learn um, from from 
those uh, times. Okay, praise God. So we we are blessed, and, and we do pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to move through us because we know the world has moved into another era now. And uh, as Malcolm said, the, we've had the Queen Elizabeth with us a long time. And we are moving into another era. We can see that, can't we? The darkness and light. We mentioned that, didn't we, earlier on. There is a fight going on at another level that we we can't always see. But we know it is happening because the scriptures tell us these are times where in scripture it speaks of war in heaven. That sounds pretty serious to me. So we pray that the Lord will give us insight and the ability to grasp what God is doing around us. Because sometimes we get so myopic, don't we, short-sighted. We can only see what's happening around us the last couple of days or something. And we, we, we see actually God's been working for a long, long time. His providence has been... Um, working things out in a wonderful way. So you could immediately help my show by going to paypal.me slash michaeldt paypal.me slash michaeldt I'd like to invite you and your lady friend to simmer down now! <laughs> what? Hmm. Perhaps I can put it to you more clearly. First and ten, Simmer take the snap, drop back, find down in the end zone for a touchdown. Now nah, come on and kick the extra point. Simmer to down, follow by now, and it's Simmer down now. That was a classic. Well, thank you for joining me on the Lookout Guy. I'm Michael Tobin, your Lookout Guy. And the announcement that I mentioned that I was going to make, it's kind of hard to make. Got my anxiety levels up because I'm just wondering what direction is the Lookout Guy podcast going. But it is really expensive, and I'm just going to say that it is really expensive. I've been paying a monthly tier fee for uh, Spreaker, which is very invaluable. If you're gonna if if you're gonna do podcast, I recommend Spreaker. But and then past couple years, I've been paying a, a year, the yearly fee. So it is just uh, it's pretty expensive to be doing it. It's not this isn't my hobby. So I don't, I'm not really paying to do a hobby. I don't. I, I do not want, and I don't have a hobby that takes money. I'm not a collector or anything like that. So it's. Uh, I'm. I'm reaching the uh, apex or climax of my ability to do this. So I'm going to take a break for a little while until further notice, as we used to say in the radio. TFN till further notice. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but it really does take a lot to do just one episode. So you think of all the episodes I've done. Uh, I've been podcasting for at least 11 years, and it's 2023 right now. So I, I don't plan on quitting. I'm going to hold my spot in the sun. 
Um, but I, I don't know what direction it's going to go to. So I'm going to be praying and uh, hope that I could uh, have somebody partner with me or something. Help me out. Help a brother out. Help a brother out. But anyways, uh, that's my announcement. I don't know when I'm going to be back. Uh, and I know that this uh, I will be back. I know that I will be because the show, the lookout guy, is just going to turn uh, a couple different points, go in another direction. But it's going to have the same heart and soul of the lookout guy podcast. So anyways, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray about it and see what happens. So pray for me. Pray for the show. And uh, that's it. Thank you guys for joining me on the Lookout Guy podcast. God bless you and have a wonderful day. And thank you, uh, Ricky Davis, Tracy Bickford, and Emily E. Fink for being so kind. And everybody who I've had on the show over the years, thank you for being so open and willing to be a part of the Lookout Guy podcast. God bless you guys and have a wonderful day. At Frontier, our fast internet just got faster. With the first and only network-wide Fiber 5 gig service, the power and speed of Frontier Fiber internet is here. Get blazing fast speeds with Frontier's 5 gig internet with uploads up to 125 times faster than cable. Introducing internet that works the way it should. Uncable yourself. Get fiber internet. Based on fiber 5 gig network deployment for major providers, go to Frontier.com for availability and offers.